CC100 postcast. Those of you in the Cartridge Club may know me as it's Rocket Sauce, and I will be one of your co-hosts on this show today uh, for the wrap-up of the CC100. In the show, we will, we will be recapping the CC100 and be discussing uh, topics and stats that relate to the CC100 list. But before we do all that, I will be bringing on my co-host for the show, and I'll have him introduce you to our wonderful guest. Musty, take it away. Thank you, Rocket. Uh, hi, everyone. I am Musty Hobbit, and uh, again, we have uh, quite a big show on uh, on tap for you. I uh, have a number of people from the Cartridge Club that uh, will be joining us today, so I'd like to introduce them. Let's um, start off. Um, for those of you who aren't uh, who aren't familiar with uh, the Cartridge Club, uh, many of these members are ones who contribute to the site regularly um, and you can find them there or on YouTube. Um, we'll start off with the uh, cornerstone of the Retro Nonsense crew, Duke. Um, Duke, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, looking forward to doing this. Um, my uh, Twitter handle is at Duke0619 and I'm also on YouTube at Retro Nonsense. So I just do a small channel with the kids and sometimes my wife and we just do Funny videos, pickup videos, sometimes music videos, stuff like that. So that's about it. Excellent. Thank you, Duke. Uh, next up, we have <clears throat> the uh, co-host of the Media Mavens podcast uh, with a mutual fondness for FMV games. Uh, I'd like <laughs> to welcome Pam. Hi. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Um, I'm Pam. I, as Musty said, I am the co-host of the Media Mavens podcast, where we talk about all kinds of media, games, movies, books, other podcasts. And I also have a YouTube channel called Cannot Be Tamed, where I do retro reviews, uh, the occasional vlog or Let's Play. And you can find me on Twitter at Jasila underscore. Excellent. Thank you, Pam. Uh, next up, we have uh, Cartridge Club's resident master of spreadsheets, and uh, master system extra uh, master system aficionado extraordinaire. Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Mighty Q Dog. Hi, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm really excited to be talking about the CC100. Um, I do a small YouTube channel with my wife Melissa called it's called Mighty Q Dog, uh, where we just talk about our week and some of the stuff we picked up, and uh, hopefully we'll be expanding into some other things. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Q Dog D A W G. Thank you very much. And last but not least, we have uh, the patriarch of the Cartridge Club, uh, part one of the Cartridge Brothers. I'd like to welcome P1. Uh, hey, Musty, thanks for having me here on my feed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. If you're looking to follow me, I'm at Cartridge Bros. You can also find me on this podcast feed every week for CC Weekly, as well as once a month for the Cartridge Club monthly podcast. And, yeah, www.cartridgeclub.org. We are airing this on my feed, right? Okay. Correct. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> our, our feed, I should say. The, the club's feed. But that's mine. Really just your feed, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mine. Well, thanks for holding the feed for us, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so I guess we're going to talk next about uh, how this list happened. And uh, this whole idea for the Cartridge Club list happened after a few of us members listened to the Bonus Barrels Big 100th episode. Each member of Bonus Barrel had constructed a list, and that ended up ended up combining their lists together, giving them what would represent their top 100 video games of all time. Over the span of the next four episodes, their lists would be revealed, giving us the Bonus Barrel's top 100 game list of all time. And these four episodes kind of led to a discussion on the weekly CC Google Hangout. And uh, after a few of us members talking about how much fun it was to listen to this episode, we were wondering kind of like, wow, why couldn't we as a cartridge club do it ourselves and construct our own top 100 list? Uh, we all have our own opinions, you know, what's good and what's bad. And uh, there's a few times that I've watched myself personally online, someone's list online or on television, and wonder why is this so high or so low? You know, it doesn't have to be just video games or it could be like music or something, you know? So it kind of, the discussion happened with like me talking to Musty and a few other, a few other of us members and uh, uh, it kind of left from there. And I believe, Musty, you proposed this to P1, listening to the discussion of the Hangout. And Sean, I believe, or P1, if you want to be called that, uh, you uh, you liked the idea. And from there, we went on you know, and started working on this list. I don't specifically remember how it started, but that sounds as accurate as it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> so for those for people who who weren't directly involved with the list will we'll obviously want to have an idea of uh so p1 can you sort of explain how uh we went about scoring this and how people were able to contribute and some of like the rules that were set in place for this sure thing yeah so the way uh the way it worked was everybody ranked their games number one to 100 each point on that list you're your game got a point value. So your number one game got 100 points. Your number 100 game got one point. If you can't figure out what happens in between, uh, maybe download a different podcast. So um, as well, we wanted to recognize games that were so popular that they appeared on multiple lists. So anytime a game appears on more than one list, it gains 10 bonus points. So I'll use Final Fantasy IV as an example because it's the greatest game of all time. So Final Fantasy IV is number one on my list. It gets 100 points from me. Musty also likes it. Not quite as much as Final Fantasy VIII, so he puts it at number two. So it gets 99 points from his list. So now Final Fantasy IV, rightfully so, has 199 points. But because one extra person has put it on his list, it gets a bonus 10 points. So now it's got 209 points. Uh, Duke realizes that Final Fantasy IV is the greatest game he's ever played, and he has it on his list. It gets whatever point value he had associated with it. Let's say he had it at 50, so it gets 50. It also gets an extra 10 bonus points. So anytime a game appeared more than once, it gets 10 bonus points. Now, there was some concern with the bonus points that whether or not they would shoot games too high. But it, we uh, had our man, Eric, uh, run some numbers. And the, the bonus points affected very little what games actually made the list and just adjusted maybe some of the placement on the list from it. For example, is it okay to throw this number out now? Um, the number one game... If you removed all of the bonus points that the number one game received, it still had more points than every other game on the list with their bonus points included, uh, except for game number two. Um, so the bonus points didn't really have a huge effect. It just was a way to separate 
games that were loved by more people. And the big thing we wanted to recognize was this is a, a club list. This isn't a, uh, a what is most highly um, uh, highly received from critics list. This isn't an opinion. Well, I guess it is an opinion list. Uh, but it's it's what games the club as a whole love. So uh, you might really, really love uh, Max Payne. But nobody else loves Max Payne. So Max Payne doesn't make the list. Um, but five or six, seven people are like, you know what? Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. You know what I mean? Then it makes the list. So games that are on more, more people's lists are the games that get highlighted. Because it's really a celebration of what games the community as a whole love. And not what games one or two of us that are really vocal love. So that's how the points worked. Uh, the rules, that's sort of the rules as well. You had to have the list to me by whatever arbitrary date I picked. Um, and then I threw them all into this amazing program that Seiji from Bonus Barrel put together. For a lot of people who, if you don't listen to Bonus Barrel, you don't know, but they have a robot, um, Seiji. He's part human, he's part cyborg. Uh, I guess a cyborg is part human, part robot. Anyway, he's fantastic. He, uh, when, when I, I reached out to him after my conversation with Musty, I said, listen, Seiji, we'd love to do this. Could you give me your program? And then I can uh, fumble fuck my way through it and see if I can make it work for us. He said, I'm, gonna, I'm already working on writing it for you uh, to adjust it to the club's needs. And he did, and he did an amazing job. So because of him, we were able to do this instead of doing it manually. And after the fact, so after this show, he actually wrote me a second version of the program that will tell us how many games, how many, how many votes each game received at the number one spot, in the top 10, in the top 25, and in the top 50. But I have to run all the lists through it again. And unfortunately, I'm currently in the middle of editing the videos. So if you are wondering how to see this, you're listening to this podcast, you don't watch a lot of YouTube, uh, you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, you might not know we have released the videos in 10 video chunks. So uh, on day one, at video 1 to 91 came out. And each one was released uh, consecutively for 10 straight days. And then after the words, you got this podcast. So listening to this podcast, you will hear... All 100 games on the list. They're going to be listed probably very shortly after I stop talking. So, if you do not want to know, if you want to experience the list the way it was initially meant to be experienced, go over to the Cartridge Bros YouTube channel and watch there. There was contributions from loads of members in the club for voiceovers. Um, and we had I had a lot of help uh, with the editing process from Bill uh, at SDC Pod, as well as uh, Musty Hobbit was my quality control. So definitely... Go check those videos out, then come back to this podcast and hear what more we have to say. And I think that covers it. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, and I would like to point out quickly on the bonus points piece um, and how a number of votes kind of had an impact. No, no game on this CC100 list uh, got fewer than five votes. Um, and I believe uh, you said we had 45 entries? Correct, yeah. 45 entries which is so which is fantastic yeah so so it basically has to show up on yeah one out of every nine lists one out of every nine lists to even be considered here i'm sure there are ones that had five votes that still didn't make it the the contribution from the 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 club in general it was absolutely fantastic so i'm i'm excited that we have as comprehensive a list as as possible here so let's Let's lead that into the review of the list. Um, so we are we're going to break this down. Um, you know, we will uh, start at the top and count uh, and count them up all the way to 100 uh, or from 100 to one. Um, so let me go ahead and have uh, 
Duke, why don't you go ahead and start us off? All right. Coming in at the very bottom is Double Dragon at number 100. Then we have number 99, Super Smash Brothers Melee. 98 is Duke Nukem 3D. 97 is Dark Souls. And 96 is Kingdom Hearts. 95 <laughs> is Bubble Bobble. Uh, 94 is Tomb Raider, the reboot. 93 is Burnout 3, Takedown. 92 is Left for Dead 2. And 91 is Fallout 3. Uh, so continuing on from there, number 90 is Super Punch-Out!, Number 89 is Halo 3. Number 88 was Batman Arkham City. Number 87 was We Love Katamari. 86 was Uncharted 2. 85 was Mario Kart. Sorry, this isn't wide enough. Mario Kart. Someone fill this in. Double dash. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, number 84 was Shadow of the Colossus. 83 was Grand Theft Auto 5. 82 was Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, and 81 was Portal. Okay, continuing on, number 80 was River City Ransom. 79, The Simpsons Arcade Game. 78, Splatoon. 77, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. 76, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. 75, Super Castlevania. 74, Bioshock. 73, Rocket League. 72, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. 71, Mega Man 3. From there, we have number 70 with Ninja Gaiden. Uh, from there, we got to number 69, we have Sonic the Hedgehog. 68, we have Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Uh, 67, Final Fantasy 8. 66, we have Final Fantasy 4, or Final Fantasy 2 in the States. Uh, from 65, we have Luigi's Mansion. At 64, we have Blades of Steel. At 63, we have Twisted Metal 2. At 62, we have Halo 2. And at 61, we have Red Dead Redemption. And rounding out the bottom half of the list, uh, number 60, we have Gunstar Heroes. Number 59 is Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. 58 is Final Fantasy Tactics. 57 is Final Fantasy X. Is Metroid Prime. 55 is Overwatch. 54 is Mortal Kombat 2. 53 is Parasite Eve. 52 is Castlevania. 51 World of Warcraft. And number 50, I will kick back to Duke. All right. And number 50 is Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. 49 is Oblivion. 48. Oh. Batman Arkham Asylum, 47, Final Fantasy 9, is that 9? I'm not good at Roman numerals, mm -hmm. 1X, yeah. <laughs> uh, 46 is DuckTales, 45 is Earthbound, 44 is Star Fox 64, 43 is Grand Theft Auto Vice City, 42 is Portal 2, and 41 is The Last of Us. Number 40 was Mass Effect 2. Number 39 is Super Mario Galaxy. Number 38, Metal Gear Solid. Number 37 was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. 36 was Resident Evil 2. 35 is Doom, the original one. Uh, 34 is Minecraft. 33 is Half-Life 2. 
32 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. And 31 is GoldenEye 007. Number 30 was The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. 29, Streets of Rage 2. 28, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. 27, Halo Combat Evolved. 26, Super Mario 3D World. 25, Contra. 24, Mega Man X. 23, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. 22, Punch-Out. And 21, Super Mario RPG. And 20, we have Final Fantasy VI. At 19, we have Mario Kart 8. At 18, we have Super Mario Bros. 2. At 17, we have The Legend of Zelda, A Link's Between Worlds. At uh, number 16, we have Shovel Knight. At 15, we have The Legend of Zelda, the original for the Nintendo Entertainment System. At number 14, we have Mario Kart 64. At 13, we have Tetris. At 12, we have Super Mario 64. At 11, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. And the top 10. Uh, kick off the top 10 with Super Metroid. Number 9 is Final Fantasy 7. Number 8 is Donkey Kong Country. 7 is Super Mario Brothers. 6 is Chrono Trigger. Number 5 is Mega Man 2. Number 4 is Legend of Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time. Number 3 is Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Number 2 uh, is Super Mario Brothers 3. And number 1 uh, game on the CC100 uh, is Super Mario World. All right. So that... Uh, Thank you for recapping that, guys. Uh, and thank you for those who stuck through that whole thing. <laughs> so let's roll into some of the discussion. Uh, obviously, obviously, putting together putting together a 100 list, and yeah, obviously the intent was to come up with this game, uh, this list in the end. But to to make this up, we needed to have everyone contribute their own. So I, I wanted to kind of talk through the process and strategy that each of you uh, took to put together your own list, um, because I, I, I know there were a number of different approaches, um, but I wanted to get a feel for how how you guys went about doing this. Eric, why don't, why don't we have you start off with that uh, and talk about how you approached making your own top 100 list? Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I start... I... When I first approached this, I initially made the rule that I wasn't going to put anything on my list that I hadn't played a great deal or even completed. And um, as some of you may know, I keep a spreadsheet of all the games I've ever completed, of all my inventory and, and the games that I've completed. So to start this process, I just went through the spreadsheet system by system, marking down the games I had completed for each. Um, for each. Uh, and uh, that got me almost to 100 um, I did go back and put a few more on that I had completed that, you know, maybe I hadn't thought at first would be that great. Um, and then, then I just broke them down into groups of 10. Sorting them was a very, very challenging. So I decided to group them into groups of 10, sort within that group of 10, and then sort of merge the sorted groups together, um, picking, you know, the top of each, each group that was left. What, what's the best game of these two? And it kind of, they, they kind of fell out from there. Um. So, yeah, I basically just looked through my spreadsheet of games I had completed and, and added them to the list and then sorted them. Excellent. Uh, Pam, how did you go about, about uh, the process? 
Well, I have a very bad memory. So I use this site called Groovy, and I use it to track all the games that I have played or am playing or have on my uh, backlog. Uh, it also lets you, when you play the game, it lets you rate it out of five stars. So I just sorted that, my whole playlist, by rating and took everything that was four or five stars, uh, put it into list by the console that I played it on then I ordered every list by console and then I sort of merged everything together to find the final order I uh I didn't have too much trouble making the list I, I sort of did it in a very formulaic way though at the same time I noticed I know that if I were to make another 100 list it would not be the same as the one that I handed in last month and Duke yeah I was very interested to see how everybody else <clears throat> did this because when I First set out to do this, I did this old-fashioned with loose-leaf loose paper, a pencil with a good eraser, and just started writing down games that I remember playing that I loved when I was a kid. And I didn't know how I was going to do it when I first set, sat down to do it. But the only way that I could see to do this in a sensible way for me was to base everything on nostalgia. Uh, so that's the core of my list. It's not Because you know, how do you, make, how do you make a case for a game that you love from the Atari 2600 that it's a better game than... You know, a game that has the advantage of modern technology and graphics and stuff like that, like a Halo game. But um, there are some primitive games that I might have higher that aren't necessarily better games, technically speaking, but that I like better or have a better, uh, stronger nostalgic draw. So the core of my list, it really started with nostalgia. And <clears throat> anything that um, doesn't fit within that, you know, childhood memory kind of category that was a modern game or a game that I played later in life, it had to be a really good game to bump the ones from my childhood off the list or lower down the list. So I started out with all the games that, um, you know, I, I remember playing as a kid and I, you know, kind of wrote them all down on a piece of paper and just kind of erased and bumped them around and finally kind of formulated my list. But at the core of my list, it's all about nostalgia for me. Because again, I don't know how else you could do it because uh, saying that one game is better than the other you know, it's so subjective. And even to yourself, what does that mean? Um, because there are games that are technically better, but there are games that are inferior that I might that might mean more to me or that are more important to me. So that's how I kind of formulated my list. And P one, how did how did you uh, how did you approach putting together your list? Uh, sort of an amalgamation of all three of that. Um, so with Duke, I understand completely. It was. For me, it was not just nostalgia, but it was what games meant things to me. Child of Light was in my top ten. Do I think it's one of the ten best games of all time? For me, it is. Um, whether or not the planet thinks it is, it doesn't matter to me. I'm okay that it is for me. Uh, as well with Eric, I wanted to put games on there that I had beaten, or at least that I had spent a lot of time with, um, because that was... I didn't want to put games on there that you were told, this is one of the best games of all time. You know what? I'm not a huge Mario fan, so they didn't score very high on my lists. Now, clearly the rest of the club disagrees with me, and that's okay. Um, because it it's my list, right? My one, The way I looked at, at the 100 was it's my list. And, and exactly like Pam said, my list today is different from my list in December. My list tomorrow will be a list different from my list today. Because as I play games and as I remember things and as I tie events in my life to what I'm doing at that time, the list fluctuates. It's not a, I'm not a critic, you know what I mean? I'm not here uh, measuring, this is 
frame rate drops at this point, and these, you know, this game has this technical issue with it, and this story point here is wrong, and this translation was none of that fucking matters to me. What matters to me is these are a hundred games that I love for whatever reason, and and in all honesty, outside of the top ten, the rest of them are just thrown on there. Uh, I wrote down 115, 120 games that I that I was like, these are games that I can honestly say I enjoyed when I played them, and I am not. I don't regret it. And if I went back, I would play them again now. Now the top ten. These are my fucking. Like these are. Sorry for the language. These games are my games. Like Final Fantasy IV. That is the best game of all time, as far as I am concerned. Because when I played it, it was formative time in my life, and the game had everything that I could possibly imagine, and nothing since then has competed with that. Child of Light's on there because it's the first RPG my wife and I played together, and she cried at the end, and. The, Aurora's theme from that is now going to be our first dance song at our wedding. Like, that game meant a lot to us. Um, so they made my top my top ten. My top ten was... I agonized over my top ten because I wanted to make sure. But then after that, it was... You know what? I like Warcraft. Actually, Warcraft's in my top ten. We'll say I like Bravely Default. Bravely Default's on there. Uh, I like Tomb Raider. I'll throw Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider on there. These are fun games. Does it matter to me if it's at number 20 or if it's at number 40? No. What matters to me is that I represent that I do represent it, that I do put it on there because, like like we just said, um, we could the list changes, it fluctuates. You know what I mean? I go back and play Valkyria Chronicles today, and I'm like, oh man, this should have been way higher on my list. It's so much fun. So that was one to ten was I'm gonna make sure these are my top ten games, and the other ninety, it was just games that I love that on any given day could be in any different spot. Excellent. And it's, it's, it's interesting you bring up the ordering process because I, I know that a lot of people struggled with that. Uh, they were really having a hard time weighing games against each other. And um, the way that I kind of looked at that with my own list was I, I got myself down to from after I made written down everything I could think of. Um, I whittled it down to about 100, uh, well, like 110 games. Uh, and then I said to myself, um, about where do I feel like this falls? Is this, this is uh, between, I think this will fall somewhere between one and 10. Um, so I kind of sectioned it into smaller groupings uh, to see then as I look through this entire thing, you know, which ones of these, uh, it ended up working out pretty well because I, I think I had like 12 games and when it was all said and done that I said, I felt like we're a, a between a one and a 10. Um, and then it was just a matter of then ordering those smaller groups. Um, so that, that kind of got me there. Um, Ryan, what, what sort of challenges did you have with, with ordering? I know, I, I know you kind of did your lists in, in a console by console, um, approach, right? Correct. Uh, I started off by thinking how I don't want to miss anything from, uh, any console because I kind of wanted a good variety uh, for my list. And I started off by constructing my list by going to each individual console I owned and writing out what games do I really, really like and love and, you know, which which games do I frequently come back to or do I just always, always am playing. Uh, and I didn't rank every game. I just kind of just took the games that I love and ways that I like. And at the end of that, I had about 187 games 
uh, my list. From there, I, I was like, you know, time to trim it down a little bit here, get it down to 100. So I started removing the games that I just like from the list and mostly focused on a strategy of uh, if I could only have 100 games to play with me the rest of my life, which 100 would I want to have or I need to have? And uh, also with constructing my list, uh, I might have ranked a few games lower on my list, like for debating uh, 15 and 16, you know, which one, how can I say which one is higher? Well, I might actually like this one game a little bit more, but for the fact that I would love to the, for this game to appear on the list, I would rank that one higher, like one or two spots, for the fact that it might just give it an extra point or two that it needs to be on the, the CC total list. Uh, because I figure within that range of it being, you know, one or two games, it couldn't... Uh, may affect the list that much it wouldn't affect my list as much in my in my head it would maybe just hope that i could get it added to the grand total cc 100 list uh and if uh like duke nostalgia came to play on my list because uh i couldn't see some games now working uh, but for me like i can play because i played my whole life uh and I still come back to it, but I just I have a funny feeling as if I was a gamer today and I picked up the N64. Uh, some games I know I couldn't probably, I'd be like, people like this, but no, I, I love it because I grew up on it. Uh, and very much like Pam and P1, uh, I had five different revisions before I submitted my list. So I'm pretty sure that if I did my list again today, it would be different. One of the things that, that I found is that, is that obviously with us all being part of Cartridge Club, we have some some common uh, common games that have been played. Um, considering we play one every month, um, and so w- when I looked when I looked at the list, there was a bit of a I don't want to say skew toward the Cartridge Club games of the month, but there was definitely a presence of there. So I wanted to kind of hit on a couple of the stats briefly before moving on to our next question. So in total, we had 19 Cartridge Club games of the month make our make the top 100 list here, which which you know one fifth of the list. That's that's pretty awesome. So I wanted to just read off the top, as far as from their ranking, just the top 10, or let's just do top five uh, games of the month that the consensus group says. So number one is uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. I think that's episode one. Then uh, Donkey Kong Country, Super Metroid. Shovel Knight, which was just last year, uh, and Super Mario RPG, which is pretty awesome. That it's something I, I I think of those Shovel Knight surprises me the most that it that it uh, made that. But that game is is was you could tell from the show and tell from the conversation that was going on while while we were playing that game that 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 definitely is deserving of of that spot. I was going to, if I can, can I throw in a comment yeah. here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so t- sort of going maybe the other direction on this, too. I, I was surprised that, um, I guess I was surprised, maybe it's the same way as Shovel Knight. I was surprised to see that a game, uh, specifically the game Gunstar Heroes, made the list. It's number 60 on the list. And I don't know that that would be on as many people's radars. I mean, certainly it's um, it's considered a good game, but... Um, 
I was actually surprised to see it on the list. And when you look on the list, one of the reasons it's on the list, it's actually got a little bit of an inversion. Um, it was ranked by a number of people. It didn't have a high ranking. It's between two other games that have higher average scores. But it was ranked, and the reason it's where it is is because so many people put it on there. And so I think that's a game, at least to me, that was interesting because it made it to the list. I made it on people's radars, I think, because of the, the Cartridge Club Game of the Month. I don't think it would have been there otherwise. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Maybe that's right. just my bias. Right. Right. I, I would agree. never would have played that game. It wasn't on my list, but I never, um, I had never played that game. So I, don't, I wonder how many right. people put it on there that had never played it before until the club. How many lists was it on? Do you know? Do you have that? It was on. It was on. Yep, I have it. It was on twelve lists. The game in front of it, being Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, had nine votes, uh, and the one after it uh, was Red Dead Redemption, which had ten votes. So <laughs> it. Those uh, those extra couple bonus points slotted it in there. I do want to talk about games that didn't make this list. So you know, e each of us has compiled uh, a our own list, and obviously had some had some games that we really hoped would have made it um, that either didn't make it because there's not a, wasn't enough vote support for it, or the ratings you know other people maybe didn't rate it as high. So let's. Let's hit on a couple of these sort of honorable mentions to the list, just to be fun. We'll call it the we'll call these the wonderful 101, um, since they just didn't make the 100. So let's go ahead. Let's start with P1. What's a what's a an honorable mention that maybe you had listed? I I, I think I know what it's going to be, <laughs> but uh, let's have you have you uh, sort of throw. throw I mean, Chocolate Light's an easy one to pick. I think that should have made the list. It's a great RPG done by a small team at Ubisoft. That would have been really good on there. Also, honorable mention to Wonderful 101 and Bayonetta. They both could have been on the list because uh, they're fantastic games by Platinum. I'm so gutted that Scalebend is canceled. Yeah. that's. It's, I get it, though. Microsoft really doesn't want me to enjoy having an Xbox One. They're like, oh, he bought one. Let's cancel everything he might like. But yeah, no, was, I'm going to say Child of Light. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Eric, how about you? So this is a this is a, an honorable mention for uh, what I think should be on the CC100. It would have to be Warcraft 2. I, I, I'm actually I'm a little bit surprised. To me, that's one of the great uh, RTS uh, games of all time. Uh, it was one that I spent a huge amount of time playing, and I, I, I think it definitely should have a place in, in a top 100. Uh, it was very highly ranked on my my personal list. But yeah, that would definitely be what I would would have liked the, the, the number one game I would have liked to have seen make the uh, the CC one hundred. Yeah, that was on that was on my list. I wasn't highly ranked, but it was it was definitely on there. Uh, Pam, how about you? Well, this is tough because of my top ten, only one appeared on the list. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just go with my first one though, which is Planescape Torment. Obviously a bit of a cult classic, so I'm sure not that many people have played it. But it is the best CRPG of all time, and I hope more people play it once Tides of Numenera comes out next month. And Duke, how about you? Yeah, there's a couple I'd like to mention. My number two game, which is Metroid, the original, isn't on the list, right? I'm pretty shocked about that. Because <clears throat> Metroid Prime is on there, and so is Super Metroid. Uh, both rightfully so, but I'm surprised that the original didn't make it on the list. Also, my number five game, Bionic Commando, um, wasn't on there, and I thought that was, you know, I thought I that was a shoe in as well. Too. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. say Bionic Commando as well. Should have made the list. You know what? I'm gonna edit it. So <laughs> take that out. I'm gonna go and just add Bionic Commando to the list. Nobody will know. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric, I, I is there a stat for how many Canadians are on this list versus uh, Americans? Because I believe that Double Dribble, which is essentially the same game as Blades of Steel which is my number four game, uh, should have been on the list as well. I think there's some Canadian <laughs> bias going on here. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, Double Dribble is my fourth game, and um, I, again, I would, would have liked to see that on the, on the list as well. Um, again, essentially the same game as Blades of Steel, to me anyway. But um, there you go. That's mine. Excellent. All NES games, big shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, how about you? I, what uh, what, what uh, game... Would you like to throw in there as an honorable mention? Well, for for just for the sake of this being the wonderful 101, I can still tell you what game just missed my list, and that was uh, Sin and Punishment Star Successor for the Wii. I recently played it, and probably up until the fifth revision was on my list from one through five, but uh, a couple games just had to make the list after I forgot about something, and they got added to my list. So for my official 101th game is Sin and Punishment Star Successor. Uh, as for games, I guess that an honorable mention that I would have loved, even if it was at one, number 100, to be on the list, of course, is one of my favorite games of all time. And number two on my list, and that's Shinmu. I know it's either loved or hated, but I absolutely love the game. And hopefully when Shinmu 3 comes out, more people can play it on an HD remake or revision. As for a shoo-in, there's a few games, actually, I have marked down on my list that I thought probably would have made the list, and I can't believe, well, I shouldn't say I can't believe, but I thought they probably would have made the list, just because there's always a lot of talk about them. I, I have them kind of written down here, or highlighted in my section here. Uh, there's no really classic arcades uh, on here, so like your Donkey Kong or your Pac-Man, I kind of thought maybe you would see one or two of those you know, classic arcades appear on there. Also, I know God of War, which is one of Sony's biggest franchises. Uh, that didn't appear. Devil May Cry, I always I thought would have been on there, and or Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, I always kind of uh, thought those were really well received, and I thought would have appeared. And no Pokemon game, and no Tony Hawk. I I thought those games are always kind of been well loved or received. I thought you would have seen them on on the list so those are kind of my i uh, thought they would be shoe-ins at least to be at least to show up on the list excellent and and just to wrap up the the honorable mentions um i was surprised there there wasn't a whole lot of barring the the halos um there wasn't a lot of original xbox love so i had i had fable uh, on my list um and fable 2 as well and Psychonauts is one that I I, I kind of hoped that it would it would have been there, um, and I just because this you know hit on all of the major uh, all the major consoles in the in that generation I I thought Soul Calibur two uh, would have been in there I I think fighting games just in general had kind of a a, a low representation uh, no Lake on games either that, that is a very good point in um, in regards to Pokemon. Due to the restrictions of the program, uh, we had to have all uh, lists be in the same format, so we used uh, Internet Gaming Database as the format. Otherwise, everybody would send me a hundred a list, and there would be a hundred different ways to write a link to the past. 
when I first said that to Mark, he was like, oh, no, people will write them the same. So when I got the, the recordings in for the voiceover, I saw... So, for example, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past was written as just A-L-T-T-P. But then I got L-O-Z-A-L-B-W. Then I just got Majora's Mask. Then I got L-O-Z-W-W for Wind Waker. So there, for every person, there is a hundred different ways to write them. So that's why we had to use a, a singular format. Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue had separate pages on the Internet Gaming Database. They both received three votes, which would have given them six votes. Uh, they were, I think, 195 and 200 and some odd points uh, each. Had they been connected, they would have made the list. So, uh, had Pokemon Red and Blue been united as one game, they would have made the list. But then you can make the argument that they're not one game. Let's let's talk about about games that maybe, maybe you were disappointed that didn't make it. I, I mean, we're, we're we're kind of on that right now. But um, Eric, did you have did you have some that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, and I consider this a little bit distinct from, you know, ones I think that should be honorable mentions. The one I'm disappointed didn't make it was is one of my personal favorite. Um, I think it was in my top 10, and that's Fantasy Star 4. I mean, generally speaking, uh, the Genesis is um, – it's not well represented, and there's, there's no RPGs on there. And, and Fantasy Star um, is one of my favorite series, and I think Fantasy Star 4 stands alone objectively as one of the great 16-bit RPGs. So um, – I was a little disappointed. I have maybe some some insight that it might have it was close to making the list, but I, I think it, it slipped off. Um, uh, it, it certainly it slipped off, but I, I think it was close, and I, I am disappointed because uh, I would have liked to have seen that make the list. Fantasy Star Four was close. It was very close yeah. <laughs> um, to making the list. Yeah, yeah. We, we so received, it's disappointing. Yeah, we received one late entry. So the deadline was the 15th. I think it was 7 a.m. when I got up or whatever that time was. And there was one late entry that came in, and when it came in, it bumped uh, Fantasy Star 4 off the list. So, so it came in after the deadline? I extended the deadline for this individual. Uh, I, so in my mind, that I'm going to count Fantasy Star 4 as being on the list. I'm going to disregard that last entry. But the That'll thing is, if, if Fantasy Star 4 didn't make the list... That's okay. You can still love it. You don't have to love it any less just because the rest of us realize Final Fantasy IV is better. <laughs> I love it all the more. No, I, no. It's, a, it's just a disappointment, right? It, yeah. It's not going to change my opinion. I Especially when somebody messages you and is like, hey, do you want to do a voiceover for one of your favorite <laughs> games? And you're like, yeah. And then an hour later you get a message that says, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's my take for most disappointing, uh, at least. So I'm, I'll just throw it out there for everyone. Were, were there other other disappointments or, or games that you have a feeling should have been on there that weren't? Or I have some for uh, not really specific games. Uh, one thing I was a little disappointed about, and I shouldn't be surprised since this is the Cartridge Club, but there were only four... PC titles on the whole list and my wow. list was made up of 33 PC titles so I guess me and Kevin just couldn't just weren't <laughs> enough to get those on there <laughs> uh, the other thing that I was kind of disappointed with is that there's I don't think there's any shoot 'em ups on the list at least as far as I can tell yeah I, I had Life Force pretty highly ranked on my own yeah list. me I was, too I was hoping that that might have uh 
might have made it. But yeah, that is a that is a very good point. That was one of the uh, when we were planning for this, we wanted to do a list of like the top five shooters, and really, there it's just not. There wasn't an, any representation yeah. <laughs> at all. So let's flip that, right? We we can talk about disappointment all we want, but we should be we should be happy about about this. What what game are you the most happy uh, made the list here? And Duke, let's start let's start with you on that. All right, I was very happy to see Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, make it. I, I wasn't sure that it was going to. I know that game gets a lot of flack, and a lot of people talk smack about it. Um, but I, that game is near and dear to my heart, and I was really happy to see that it made the list. Um, I don't think it was very high on the list, but uh, what number was that? Let's see here. And it was down at the bottom, I think, wasn't it? 80, Let's see. 88? So... Yeah. Which I guess is a fair number, I think. Um but um, I was happy to see that make the list. And that's that's the one that I was most happy to see. And that's the only one that comes to my mind that, that I was real happy to see on there, that I was afraid that might not make it. Ryan, how about you? Uh, the two that really come to my mind that made me really happy seeing it come over the videos, uh, number was it number 95 on our list? Yes, it is. It was Bubble Bobble. I absolutely love that game. It's a game I come back to at least a few times a year just to play on the NES. It's it's just, it's one of those perfect, uh, I think, uh, pop in and play for, you can play for whatever, uh, 10, pop. 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I just, I think it's fun for 20 minutes or so like that. And I always come back to it. So I was very happy to hear the one track that's constantly on repeat and gets stuck in your head uh, from that, from that game. And the other one that really made me happy to see on the list was Double Dash, Mario Kart Double Dash. It's one of my favorite Mario Karts. Uh, I always play with my friends when we get back together, uh, friends from out of town. It's a game we played a lot in high school and after high school, and we still play it to this day. And I never really hear anyone really talk about Double Dash when it comes to Mario Kart. Mostly it's either 64 or probably even eight or the Super Nintendo version of it. Uh, so I was very happy to see those two games show up on the list because I didn't think they would make it. Eric. Yeah, you know, I, I was looking through the list and I think, um, you know, all of these games deserve to be, you know, highly ranked or, or on a top 10. So if I was to say there was one that I'm happy about, uh, I, I don't have one in mind particularly that I, I think, you know, snuck in there. So I'll simply say that my number one game did make the list, and I guess I'm happy about that, and that's Metroid Prime. I think it's a great game. It's my favorite, obviously. I'm really glad that, you know, the Cartridge Club generally recognizes it as a top 100 caliber game. I still need to play that. That's on my yes, short list. That's you on should. my short list. <laughs> Pam, how about, how about you? There's one that I'm happy made it on the list, which is Parasite Eve. I find that this list is uh, sort of overrepresented by a small number of franchises. So I was kind of concerned it would be like all Resident Evil and Final Fantasy and like Parasite Eve, which is sort of in the middle, would get left out. So I'm, I'm happy that that one appeared. And P one, what about what about you? Happy, happy. I keep my mic muted when I'm not talking, so you missed my <laughs> cheer there. I uh, fully I agree that. with Pam's <laughs> Parasite Eve statement. <laughs> yeah, Parasite Eve was a big one. Obviously, Final Fantasy four. I was stoked that it made the list. I knew there was no doubt because it's the most uh, re-released Final Fantasy in history. It's also the best game of all time. And uh, Overwatch because 
it's a newer game, and I was worried. It's new. It's online only. It's first person shooter, and typically that's not something that a lot of members or the most vocal members of our club are into. So I was really glad to see it make the list because, like Pam said, it is. It's essentially the Final Fantasy Mario Brothers list, like <laughs> so. And Zelda. Yeah. And Zelda, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah it, when, it, I think everything except Minish Cap. <laughs> yeah, so let's so let's. Um, I was, I was going to say I'll, I'll mention my my two two happy inclusions real quick, and then and then I I want to kick off to a couple of of stats. For me, there were two games that I'm very happy made the list. One of them is probably obvious. And the other one is uh, We Love Katamari. I, I, that game just makes me happy. Um, and I, I really hope that the fact that it has made the list means that more people give that one a shot or maybe that it can be a club game one month or something like that. But Not a chance. That game I, went, is... I went looking for it the other day, actually, after seeing the um, on the uh, video because it looks so interesting. I'd never it's played that so, game before. It's so goofy and and. It, and it actually is challenging um, and rewards, you know, lots of replayability. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Katamari. Um, and then the other one, uh, again, this is I'll piggyback on on uh, on the Final Fantasy two sentiments slash four sentiments. But mine uh, is Final Fantasy eight. I'm, I'm extremely happy that that made the list. I rated it extremely high. I didn't think that it would land that Hi, I'm happy that it landed where it did in the, I think, 67 overall, which I'm pretty, pretty content with there. But yeah, let's talk, let's talk about franchises and let's talk because the, the, the list in general skews, uh, skews Nintendo quite a bit. So uh, Eric, can you kind of give us a little bit of a breakdown of, um, let's go through uh, the franchises with, with the most, the most games represented on the list. Sure. So if we start, you want me to, I'll start from the top. So yeah, far, and a, be... far and away, um, uh, the number one franchise represented on the list with 11 games in the series is our Mario games. Now that includes, um, that includes seven platformers and RPG and, and the kart racing games. But even if you ignore the kart and the RPG, you're going to see that Mario is tied for first place. <laughs> Uh, at seven platforming games with Zelda. So in the top two spots, we've got um, Mario and Zelda taking up, you know, depending on how you want to count it, 14 to uh, 18 um, uh, games represented. And then as we move down, we see, I think, uh, what I would consider to be, again, uh, st actually sticking with Nintendo-type franchises, what most people associate with Nintendo, though maybe not you, Musty. The next one is Final Fantasy at six games and Castlevania at three. So I guess we are kind of moving from Nintendo to Sony. And it isn't until we get to the fifth franchise, which now we're at three games. Um, and Castlevania was three also. We're at three games now, and that's the Halo series. But after that point, uh, the num the games represented are three and two. So we're really, we really had sort of a steep drop-off from Mario and Zelda, Final Fantasy. Um, hmm, but no I Sonic. Think no Sonic, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think only one Sonic game made the list. Two, um, two of them. Two. Yeah, there, two. Were, there were Sonic there were two. Oh, yeah. Sonic, Sonic was two. Um, 69, and uh, Sonic 2 was um, uh, 28. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, really, um, yeah, really Mario and Zelda are on people's minds. Um, 
and 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 really hitting the uh, the most popular franchises. Yeah, and um, I think and this stat had come out really early on, but um, of the top twenty games, there is one that's not available on a Nintendo console. So I think <laughs> me th- me thinks the club likes Nintendo. Maybe yeah, not so I, much I, after Thursday, but but maybe. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that it's not a these are the best games. It's right. just these are the games that the most people like. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily mean that we all think that Super Mario Three <laughs> is better than Shovel Knight. It just means that more people enjoy that game. Um, so it's more they're more universally liked. Yeah. If I could jump, if I could jump in there for a second too, just um, I might be a big part of the reason for that. <laughs> Looking at my own personal stats here, I've got sixty-four of my games were Nintendo games, games that you could play on Nintendo systems, out of my entire list. So, you know, that's a big percentage of my list that, and forty-one of those were NES games. So, just to throw out some stats on my, because again, how I formulated my list was through that nostalgia thing, and you know. That was what system was out when I was, you know, between ages, uh, what, seven through 12 years old. That's what I was playing was the NES. So that's why that that system, I think, uh, had the most games on it for me. So mm-hmm. that's probably I, I may have affected the stats uh, personally uh, quite a bit with, <laughs> with my list here with all the NES games. But so you can uh, send all your hate mail to after <laughs> <Yeah>. nonsense. <laughs> I can take it. Yeah, so so with with the list trending as Nintendo as it did, I I, I did want to at least acknowledge uh, at least the other two major players um, currently. Uh, we can acknowledge Sega as well, but they I don't think there were five Sega games that made the list. So sorry, sorry Ryan. But uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, sorry about that. I think yeah. there were three, right? Four, three or four, four, sounds about right. Um, at least they made the list. This is true. Sorry about Shenmue. Um, so, so I, let's just quickly go down, Eric. The top five Xbox and t- top five games available on Xbox systems and top five on Sony, and then and then we can uh, roll into some further discussion. Sure. So, for uh, since you mentioned Xbox first, we'll we'll start with Xbox. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, I guess the top game that was available on Xbox is a multi-platform game. Yeah, <laughs> and that's Shovel Knight. So I'm not sure that really uh, adds to the Xbox's um, uh, reputation there. But the most popular game uh, on Xbox is Shovel Knight. Uh, with I guess it had a high overall rating of that's where it is 16. Yeah, is the overall rating. That's where it landed on the list. Okay. Yep. So and that's that's. That's twice as good as the next best game, I guess, which is Halo. Uh, this, of course, is an Xbox exclusive uh, uh, series um, that made it to 27. And then again, we move into uh, multi-platform uh, games. Uh, going on to third is Skyrim, fourth is Half-Life 2, and fifth is Minecraft. So, um, yeah, I guess most people kind of use their Xbox, or you know, it's, it's a multi-platform system here with with Halo being the, the the single exception. In fact, if I go down the rest of the list, I think they're all multi-platform. They are also. They yeah, are. This, so, this kind of falls into also, I think, the shock category for me. This I thought maybe like a Gears of War would appear on the list because that's always seems to be fairly well received by yeah. the online community, if you will. Uh, but I guess for our sake of the list, it's not on the list. Nope. Nope. Or, um, yeah, that is or that, that is interesting. That of the of the ones that are there, yeah, no, no fable, 
Knights of the Old Republic was there, but that was that was uh, toward the back half of the list. But yeah, lots of lots of cross-platform goodness there. Uh, how about Sony? There's a there's a couple exclusive or there's I'm gonna say one exclusive. Yeah. There's a couple exclusives on there, um, but again, some commonality between the between that and the Xbox list. Yeah. So starting with Sony, I mean the very first one, which now to Sony's credit is Final Fantasy VII, uh, which is a um, you know that, that that was a fantastic that was a system seller I think for Sony. Uh, so, um, that was the, the, the highest ranked on Sony. That was number nine. And then we see Shovel Knight again, um, as the second place for Sony. It was the first place for Xbox. And, uh, the next one I think is Final Fantasy VI. And that's number 20. That was 20th on the list. That's Final Fantasy VI. Now that, you know, that's multi-platform. I think to most people, they would consider that a Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. But um, it did make it. And then then we see another Sony exclusive, or at least one I consider a Sony exclusive, and that's uh, Symphony of the Night. Um, another fantastic uh, game, you know, available on Sony. At least I think most people associate it with the Sony platform. And finally, uh, Skyrim, The Elder Scrolls V uh, was number 30th. And it uh, it rounds out the top five for games on Sony consoles. So a little better than Xbox, but still uh, we see a lot of I think three uh, three of the five games are multi-platform. And the yeah. remainder, there is one more: um, Resident Evil Two down at number seven, uh, Metal Gear Solid, and The Last of Us. Those those round out the top ten of uh, those are Sony exclusive games in the top ten. I wouldn't or in the say top ten of Sony. Final Fantasy VI. That's that's definitely a Super Nintendo game. It's, yeah, I, yeah, it is. I, it was I developed think. originally. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. I think I think availability is what I think I was leaning on in, on there a little bit. Um, so, uh, well, your Ryan list is bullshit, Musty, and hey, it's under protest. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's our list. It is our list. Uh, so Ryan Ryan mentioned surprises. Um, so. Pam, what what game surprised the what game or games maybe surprised you in that it ended up maybe higher or lower ranked than you thought it might? Um, I guess Shovel Knight sort of surprised me. Uh, our at least top twenty games or so are very much skewed to the retro game, so they're all before two thousand, I think. And Shovel Knight is the first like really beloved newer game it seems like so i think that probably goes along with what we were talking about before with it being one of the monthly games but i was pretty excited to see that there but uh, on the other hand it's not that surprising since it is very retro uh inspired um other than that i don't know like i'm sort of disappointed there's so many marios and zeldas but not that surprised so i don't know <laughs> that's totally fair uh to to kind of echo your your sort of new game comment there the fact that a link between worlds made number 17 overall granted i i don't have a 3ds so i can't attest to that that um but the overwhelming sounds is that that game is absolutely wonderful Maybe you guys can comment on 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 your thoughts on Link Between Worlds making number seventeen, um, even over games like Super Mario RPG or um, Symphony of the Night. Yeah, I've got it on number nine on my list. And that was one of those rare games on my list that jumped way up, even though there was no nostalgic value with it, uh, because it was such a fantastic game and just blew me away. I had to put it way high on my list. 
So yeah, it's it's arguably the best Zelda game ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally like it better than A Link to the Past. I think yeah. it's you know it's a sequel that's better than its original. And people really love A Link to the Past, so I have no problem with it being probably that high in the list. I think it's definitely a better game, at least for me, technically speaking, and, and as far as how fun it is to play. I think it's a better game than Link to the Past. Uh, not by much, but I think it's better. But I still had a Link to the Past higher by one one game. That's a number eight for me. Just because, again, there's true nostalgia attached to that, not just the nostalgia of it being a retro throwback kind of game. So uh, that's why Link to the Past was a little higher than Link Between Worlds for me. I've said nostalgia a lot, haven't I? Hey, nostalgia is a, a good thing. Uh, you know, we, we, I think we all kind of bask in A Link to the Past time. has nostalgia, but A Link Between Worlds has nostalgia. There you go. Nostalgia. I like that. That's awesome. That's a great term. So that's what Shovel Knight would fall into that nostalgia category as well, because that was high on my list too. Exactly. It feels um, like something old. Yeah. It feels and looks the way you remember the NES feeling and looking. When I think back to A Link to the Past, in my head, it looks like A Link Between Worlds. When yeah. I think back to uh, Mega Man 3, it looks and plays the way Shovel Knight does. You know, When right. I think of Ocarina of Time, it looks the way Ocarina of Time 3D looks. It's, and I love that. I yep. want to always... I would happily always play remastered games of old favorites that look... The way that like I don't need they don't need to be HD remakes. Just give me those little minor you know tweaks. I, so I have I had, a couple of games. Uh, you know what, Eric, go first. Yeah, sorry, I I was gonna jump in and and maybe mention a few that I we were talking about surprise rankings and I I was uh, there's three I guess I want to point out. Um, maybe they're not surprising to me personally. They're surprising when I look at the stats to uh, as to where they ended up and I, I guess I want to call them out. Um, and, and maybe this is me personally. Donkey Kong Country is ranked really, really quite high, um, in my opinion. And when you look at it, you'll notice that um, the reason it's ranked uh, so high is because it got quite a few votes. Um, its overall ranking, it's kind of it's kind of a local minimum there. Uh, it's between two games that had much higher average ratings. Um, maybe much higher is, is overstating it a bit, but Donkey Kong Country is surprisingly high, and I think it's that way because it got quite a few votes, um, quite a few more than the next game on the list. It kind of represents the last of the the, the games that got that, that number of votes. There's quite, kind of a drop-off after that point, and its average isn't that great. Um, Earthbound is another one, um, except in this case it's the exact opposite. Earthbound is ranked really high because... It got a really amongst the people who voted for it. It got a really high average ranking. Um, as far as numbers of votes that it got, it, it wasn't. I think uh, I'm trying to find it in the list here quickly. Um, it uh, it had kind of a, a dip compared to the ones around it. Yeah, the, the games around it had 14 and 11 votes respectively, and Earthbound only had nine. And the reason it made it up that high is because the people who did vote for it had a much higher average rating at 74 over the ones around it that were in the 45s and and uh, 58. So that guy got bumped way up because the people who did vote for it really liked it. And then I guess I was going to mention Halo also. That has a really high ranking with low votes similar to um, – similar to Earthbound. That's a surprise because it's, it's quite a bit above Halo 2, which I consider to be objectively um, a better game. And then if I can mention one that's surprising in the opposite way is way too low is uh, Burnout 3. Um, 
I think Burnout 3 is one of the one of the greatest uh, racing games of all time. And um, apparently the people who have played it agree because it has a really, uh, really high average rating, too. It just didn't get the votes. And yeah, so it, it ended up way down on the list. Yeah, if you if you cut those bonus points out uh, and just look at average place, um, the list looks very different at the top um, if, if you look at it that way. Like you mentioned, Halo, I think, averaged, there were only 11 votes, but it averaged uh, somewhere in the 15, 15 or so uh, is where most people placed it, followed by Left 4 Dead 2, which only had five votes, but again, people were about about at that uh, average of about 16 uh, is where they, they placed that. Symphony of the Night is right about there as well. Final Fantasy VII, and then, and then Burnout, again, we only have five votes, but most people on average placed it somewhere in the like in the 17 range um, on their overall list. But yeah, Burnout Burnout 3 is 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 excellent. And it's it's funny if if it had, if that had gotten one less vote, we wouldn't be talking about it at all today. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those were the surprises for me. Just sort of the guy the the games that sort of stuck out as being. Uh, not smooth uh, or continuous with the, 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 their neighbors in terms of the number of votes they got or their, their ranking. And I got a couple here that I kind of just want to write off and I don't, I might sound like I'm sounding trying to be negative here or not ne- trying to be negative here. Uh, just, I was shocked that they were either on this list or that high. And it really comes to maybe them being more newer games because for me personally, it usually takes a little while to sit in before I'm like, yes, this game was fantastic from multiple playthroughs or or just maybe just building over time how much fun I had with it over time. It sometimes really takes for me for to kick in. So anytime there was like a really newer game on this list or being really high, I was somewhat surprised by it. Um, one example is Super Mario 3D World. It's a fantastic game. I love it, but I don't I don't think it's on my list. I, I, I love it. It would be in my top Wii U list, uh, but I don't know. It'd be make my my top 100 cut. Same thing with anything that, like I said, really new, like Overwatch. Now I know people generally really love this game, but it being coming out even this year kind of surprised me a few, or not this year, maybe last year, but a few months ago, that it's on uh, this list is kind of shocking. And your Rocket Leagues, anything just really more new, kind of surprised me. Not to sound negative or anything, just that I was surprised that they were on the list. I was I, I was happy that both that both Portal games made the list, and and, and actually when you when you look at developers and, and the way that they're represented here, um, obviously Nintendo kind of takes the cake there. A quarter of the list were produced by Nintendo directly. Um, was that was that a Portal pun also with the cake? Did I say take the cake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <Wee. laughs> But yeah, so thanks. <laughs> threw me off. Um, yeah, so you know, Nintendo takes up a quarter of the list. We got SquareSoft with with eleven titles um, that they've developed, uh, followed by Konami with nine, um, and unfortunately probably won't ever get to ten. Capcom with seven, and then Valve um, again with both Portal games, and then I think Half Life Two, and there's one more that made that that made that. List. I really feel like Blizzard could have had more on there. Diablo 2 is it's one of the best games, man. It's it's really good. I'm surprised it didn't make the list. Uh, Warcraft 2, Starcraft. I don't know. Starcraft. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not saying put Blackthorn yeah. on there, but there's definitely. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Warcraft and, rock, and, rock and, and Overwatch racing. are both yeah are both fantastic games that, that I, in my opinion, deserve to be on there. Uh, Overwatch is new. But that doesn't mean it's not amazing. You know what I mean? LeBron James was a rookie, and everybody knew right away that he was going to be better than Kevin Durant. Didn't matter how long Kevin Durant had been there doing it. So, uh, you know, there's a reason rookies get fat contracts and jobbers are jobbers. So, I think Overwatch is a, is a number one draft pick for sure. I just, I think Blizzard could have had more on there. Sega as well. Sega is a, a storied franchise, but I think that is more reflective of the, the overall uh, population of the club, you know, real recognized, real Nintendo fans, draw Nintendo fans, essentially. You know, I was going to say, though, that's one of the surprises because I knew, I was expecting at least the top 10 to be very Nintendo focused, knowing the club. Uh, but the fact that it was all the way to what the, there's only one in the top 20. And what's the 30 count? Is there only like, how many were, is the top 30? Uh, there were two the Nintendo games? games in the top 30, but let me. Just take no, for Nintendo games, how many is there? There's a chance. It's oh. 20, 27, 26 are in the top 30. Yeah, it's you have Nintendo to go games. to number 23 before you find the next non-Nintendo game. And then it's Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. So that kind of, like I said, that kind of, that kind of blew me away. That I was like, I knew the club loved Nintendo, but I didn't know they really, really loved Nintendo that much. So yeah. They're popular Sorry. games, right? You can't yeah, make a list. Duke apologizes. You can't make a list of your favorite games and not put on Super Mario World. You know what I mean? For a lot of people, it's a combination of our ages because it's around the same time we started gaming. I think, um, and it's just nostalgia. And you know, well, people yeah, might I mean, have been older, less likely. Go ahead. Duke. I think older generations too uh, didn't have the advantage of diversity. You know, we all had one console. We either had a Sega or a Nintendo, and that was it. So I had a Nintendo, so the bulk of my games that I played through adolescence was Nintendo. So uh, now you could have 15, 20 consoles that were adults, and now there's all this, you know, the backlog of consoles that have been out. We can go buy older consoles and have a whole room full of consoles and diversify our our games. But um, when I was a kid, I couldn't do that. So I can't help that every game that I played was a Nintendo game because that's the only console that I had. Yeah, and we have successfully weeded out most of the Sega fans from the club. So (laughs) I'm still here. I'm working on you. Me and Eric are still here. (laughs) Yeah. But the beauty of it is, is I I'm having so much fun being diverse now as an adult. I love playing, uh, discovering Sega Genesis games, and even playing some PC games with the kids. Um, And I'm rediscovering a whole world out there that I missed out on as a kid. So I'm really enjoying that aspect of uh, being an adult. But, you know, I think if I can, the, 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 and the data are, are indicating what you're saying here. If you look at the top, if you look at the top games, it's not just that it's just Nintendo. It's that it's NES and Super Nintendo primarily. And so I think, Duke, what you're saying is probably true. Uh, for many of us who are, we're, we're all about the same. I mean, there's a, there's a range of maybe about 12 or so years or, or 15 years in the cartridge club, if I can tell. Um, but uh, for many of us who were, you know, we only had those those one systems. That's playing out in the data. You can see that the top games are all dominated by uh, uh, these exclusives to the NES and the Super Nintendo. And as we get to more recent games, we definitely start to see, I think, more multi-platform are showing up in the, in the towards the bottom of the list. So as 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 people diversify, um, 
their collections, we do start to see that the games that are, are on the list um, that are in newer generations are also multi, uh, multi-platform. So I don't know. I guess my yeah. point is, yeah, it's probably true that the list is dominated by people who had just those one systems. And as they got older and got more systems, they expanded their, their tastes, and we see more multi-platform for the more recent games. Yeah, yeah. and again, I hate to use the word nostalgia again, but but um, given the, given the fact, like you said, our age, uh, our general age, I guess, range is um, there's a magical period. I think if you nostalgia is a pretty interesting thing to study or to recognize, but um, ages like seven through twelve, they say, are the most powerful segment of time. I guess where you're going to have the most powerful nostalgia uh, because it's pre-adolescent. It's before you get interested in rebellion and girl or you know girls or boys whatever sex you are um and stuff like that so it's the most innocent time of your life and past seven years old you have uh, you start remembering things more it's hard to remember back to when you were four or five years old but starting at around seven years old um you start to maintain your memories of, of that age so that that chunk of time is a very powerful time and that's again given the fact that in the nes in america was uh, the most popular system, I think a lot of people have a very, very strong draw to that system because of what age we were when it all came out. So Those games that one. came, like games I played after that don't have as much of a, don't invoke those special feelings because I was older and I was a teenager and I had other things that were in my mind. So even things like the Super Nintendo to me aren't as nostalgic as the NES just because I was older. One thing yeah. I wanted to point out, too, real quick about, you know, like, even if you look at our list, which is, you know, and I th- think it was on Bonus Bros. number one, too, but Super Mario World uh, is our number one game of all time by tally of the club's scoring. If that's, I mean, I love the game. It's in my top five. But the thing about the game is it wasn't really, I think, the most well-received game at its time, even though it's fantastic. But critics, I think, compared it too much, said it's too similar to Mario Bros. 3. But over over the years, it still has kind of held its ground over the years. So I I still well, I don't know what I'm saying. I think that was it's kind of I kind of think it kind of falls in that same area with everybody with the nostalgia part and uh, and maybe a little surprising part. But it's surprising that it's there because generally you can see it wasn't well received at its time. Yeah, yeah. and if you if you if you look at the I I, I wanted to bring up just how the list breaks down by year or even kind of by, by decade. And the 90s is, is super heavy when it comes to uh, actual representation on, on the list. Um, Eric, do you want to kind of break that break that down for us? Like, uh, Sure. Uh, if you want it in terms of sort of the games that are, are the years that are most represented, um, yeah. there is a, let me just do a quick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-way tie for first place at five games per year. Um, chronologically, they, they are 1991. Second place. 93, yeah, 93 had six. I'm not seeing that on mine. Oh, oh, sorry. I had it scrolled. I apologize. Uh, no, you're right. Starting again, 1993 had six games. That was, uh, I think, reasonable to say um, <laughs> was one of the great years of the 16-bit generation. It was roughly, what, a year, slightly over a year from the launch of the Super Nintendo. Certainly the Super Nintendo was getting it into its stride, and uh, the Genesis was well into its uh, lifetime at that point. So then I apologize. There are a number of – then there's – I'm not even going to count them. Probably over a dozen uh, – 
years that are represented um, by uh, uh, with five games each, uh, spanning from the 80s. Most of them are in the 90s. There's a few in the 2000s. But yeah, I there's just there's just quite a bit of them. Um, That's very in interesting. the 90s. And I, I wonder how much that correlates to age because I'm probably one of the older members of the club. So my as I mentioned before, my list is almost you know primarily NES, which was 80s. So I think being the club probably was as a whole was probably between ages seven and, and 12 or whatever in the nineties, which was a little ahead of me. So that's interesting because yeah, I'm looking at this, these dates here and you got a lot of nineties. Um, so if the club was my age, it'd probably be a lot of eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, there, I know I certainly had, you know, and maybe this isn't the right time, but you know, there, there's what is what is the earliest year? 1988. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the so the the oldest game, yes, yeah, so the oldest game on the list is Super Mario Brothers, 85, and then the newest, obviously, we we mentioned Overwatch already. You know, so you've got a 31 year range there. Let me let me throw this out to you, Eric. Do you do you have other stats that you wanted to cover, or should we should we talk about the bet? <laughs> Or your, uh, yeah. uh, your 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 estimations that you were making beforehand? I, yeah, I would like to maybe talk just a few things. I don't know if this has been mentioned, so I apologize. There were, there were a couple of interesting things that I, I thought I would mention about it. Um, uh, just some quick stats. Um, the top game uh, in the top 100 got 29 votes out of the 45. So 29 people put Super Mario uh, World on their, on their thing. Um, and that top game was uh, 70 points over. It had over 70 points more than the next than the game. The game two. Um, at the bottom, we see it, things are much closer. Um, the bottom uh, vote got eight. Uh, that wasn't actually the minimum. There was a, a game that got five votes, but was pushed up in the ranking probably because it must have had a higher average ranking. And the bottom two games are only separated by four points. For those of us who were, you know. I, I think at one point I said, well, where you put it on the list maybe doesn't make too much of a difference. Well, it, it might have because the bottom two games are only separated by four uh, four points. So just, just moving your place from, you know, 99 to 94 or whatever would, would could have could have switched it uh, at the bottom there. So I found that interesting. You can definitely see a compression that the top games are separated by quite a wide span of, of, of points. And as we get to the bottom, they get they become much closer in, in terms of their, their point spread. Uh, I, I guess there's not much I want to say about my simulation results. There were, in some ways, they were very accurate. In some ways, they were not very accurate. One thing I think is clear, or one thing I think I got right in my simulation was the result of the bet between P1 and P2. And I believe the bet was that there was a notion that um, a lot of people would have their number one game show up in the top ten. And my simulations didn't indicate that was the case. The, very few people were going to have their number one game in the top ten, and I don't know how that resulted. Do we, do we have those? Uh, do we have that answer, Musty or, or P one? Yeah, that uh, you your your simulations were correct. Uh, <laughs> very few, <laughs> okay. very few number one games made it to the top ten. Like, yeah. yeah, very, 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 very few. Final Fantasy VII, I think, might be the only number one game that made it to the top ten. Really? Maybe. Yeah, I have to it, check. There might be a Super Metroid. I can't remember. I think Kevin might have had Super Metroid number one. But uh, that was a really, I was really surprised. 
when I, I actually was checking my simulations for bugs and errors and all, I'm like, I cannot <laughs> believe this because the number did show up that it was going to be like, you were going to be lucky if one or two people had their top game in the top 10. Yeah. Because what mostly decides what's in the top 10, and we can see this in the data, are uh, the number of people who vote for it, not necessarily where it is on their on their list. <laughs> anyway, sorry, P1. Um, I guess that's the result of the bet, huh? Yeah, so now i got to agree with Mark's fucking bullshit, easy mode is cheating <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow, because uh, between you, me, and the listeners, I don't think easy is cheating either. <laughs> I want to kind of hit a couple more questions and and uh, and sort of wrap things up here today. But um, Pam, let's start with let's start with you on, on on this question. What what after looking at your final list um, and let's say aside from the uh, PC bias, what what did you learn about yourself through this process, or you know what did you find enjoyable about this whole thing? I learned first of all that I'm clearly an outsider here <laughs> because of my taste in games. I guess I learned that I enjoy putting things into lists. Um, I was even considering like doing my own video countdown of my top games just because uh, I want to share them with people and they're not going to be shared here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. I I like a variety of things, I think. Like, there's a pretty good mix of genres and new games versus old games. Uh, people dude, love lists, Pam. You should definitely people, do that. People yeah. do love lists. <laughs> and people are people are loving the, the, the videos so far for, for, for this list. Um, Duke, what, what about you? Um, what, what did you find enjoyable or what did, side note, what did, what did you learn about yourself? Sure. Aside from well, the nostalgia. First... <laughs> Nostalgia, yeah, I'll say that again. No, um, first, I think, uh, number one, uh, it was great to have another club project that I think uh, is turning out really well, and it's just always fun to have these things to do with the club and, and learn a, a lot about each other and to collaborate and make these great videos and podcasts. So I think that's the best thing. It's another opportunity for the club to come together and, and be creative and do something kind of fun. As far as what I learned about myself, uh, big revelation, big shocker. I like Nintendo. I learned that when I made this list. Um, but no, you know, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for this, um, this club, the, um, you know, for this, uh, club thing we're doing here, I never would have done this list. So it was, uh, very interesting to kind of walk down the lane. You know, I've been gaming for 30 some years at this point and to go back and take my time and think about all these games and put them into a list was really fun for me. So I really enjoyed just making the list and kind of traveling down memory lane. Um, so that's my thoughts on, on that. So, so I'll throw this out to everyone. If we if we were to do this project again, what would you guys want to see changed or tinkered with, or is there is would you just want to do the top top one hundred, or would you want to refine that at all, or uh, somebody else to edit? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I would want to see this for at least another few years, maybe like five years down the road, see if anything's changed. Or like a revision, or uh, or maybe even ten years if we're still like a thing happening. But I wouldn't like mind seeing other lists there happening. Will be. Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, like uh, top strictly. You could say Nintendo or NES or overall Nintendo. Where, where do we as a club rank? Since we're big Nintendo fanboys, uh, where do we rank the Nintendo? Like their all-time list because Nintendo. 
I believe in the Nintendo Power, they had their top 100. Uh, maybe even run it against that to see what we as a club think is Nintendo's best versus what Nintendo thinks is their best 100. Or even like a top Sega list or a top whatever, uh, X- Xbox or PlayStation, maybe current or even a best of the year. You know, what what do we think was our best, you know, of 2017, what was the club's decision of their top 10 or top 50 or 25? I don't know how many people participating me coming to that and developing a list from that. Yeah, and I'd like to go, and I agree with that, but I'd also like to see us go in the exact opposite direction, which is let's limit ourselves. And this is what um, a number of other lists do, is they limit themselves to one per franchise. Uh, This is something I actually did myself. I only put one game per per franchise for the most part in. And, you know, we can see clearly that, you know, what would the list look like if we didn't have 11 Mario games on there or seven Zelda games? You know, what, what would we see coming up from the bottom if we didn't, you know, if we limited it to uh, one, one per franchise? And, and I think that would help us. We, we've, we've seen already that we know that the club has a, a definite preference for, or for Nintendo. So if we were kind of to couple those together, what other, what other games would we see pop up um, by, uh, by filtering out a, uh, a lot of the Mario and, and Zelda you would have such a massive, like, look at a game like Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is number six on the list. So if you limit to one Mario, one Zelda, one Mega Man, Chrono Trigger now becomes number four, and that means you're saying it's as good as fifteen Final Fantasy entries as every, you know what I mean? That says so much for single games when you limit to one per franchise. Yeah, that just it yeah. says a lot about those games. Uh, I was just going to say, I think it would be cool to do a hundred, uh, top 100 list, but have all the participants only submit, say, 20, their top 20. Because then you would really be getting people's favorite games. Like, you know, what whatever place to number 80 for me is probably not one of my favorite games. So if you just saw, like, the games that people really thought were excellent and then made a top 100 out of, out of that, I'd like to see how that would change yeah. things. That would probably really increase the number of entries, too, because I, I know there were some people who struggled um, even getting to 100, and we were telling them, just submit 50 if you have. Submit 10 if you have. Just give us one if that's if that's all you've got. And I think that that, that starting with a smaller contribution list would, would potentially spike the number of potentially. Um, can, I, can I ask about that, Sean? Do you, do you have a, an idea of how many people didn't submit full 100s? Uh, five, Out of the maybe. forty-five, five. Okay. Yeah, the Duke's That's kids. Interesting. Your wife. Yeah. Um, what? I think Retro Kaiser. Derek. I think there's about five. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I, I just, I was just curious. Um. So, yeah. But oh, and the seven guys that I had at work that all submitted me a single entry for Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> oh, that's how it collusion. Collusion. Yeah. I, know uh, I, I do like Pan's idea of limiting it to twenty, because you have to really like those games. How many times did somebody? Because so Super Mario World isn't on my list. Neither Super Mario Brothers three. So neither of the top two games appears on my list. Um, how many people added them because they were at number seventy-five and they were like, "I gotta, I gotta fucking come up with twenty-five more games." Well, Super Mario World was fun. So I want this. I think this list changes drastically if you sure. limit it to top twenty. 
But I cool. think with them, we run the risk of more ties. Let me, let me, we, we totally should. I, I would definitely <laughs> let this digest for a little while, unless, unless P1, unless you just want to be editing top, you know, list, list videos for, for all eternity. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> How about, no. Just to wrap up that last question, uh, Eric, uh, what, what did you learn about yourself through this process? I learned that I now have data to back up the fact that I am not a Sega fanboy. My um, my lists were pretty evenly split between Sega and Nintendo and Xbox and Sony. Actually, Sega and Nintendo represented about 20 to 20, 24 each, and then the other three between Sony, Xbox, and Arcade, PC, whatever, those were all split pretty evenly. So in spite of the fact that I came up playing Sega, I've actually played more of the games on my list for Nintendo, but not by a lot. So I learned that I guess I, I play across, uh, I, I can defend against uh, people calling me a Sega fanboy. I'm just a Sega fan. And, and P1, how about, how about yourself? I learned that it's not necessarily the games that matter to me, but what is happening in my life at that time. My top 10 games, if you look at them, are all, I can tie it to specific events in my life. And the farther down the list you get, the more it becomes a, I need to fill the spot. So the games that mean the most to me are games that I love because of what was happening at that time. And that's why I think I'm okay that Final Fantasy IV is at number 66. Because to me, it's still number one for the reasons that I have. And that other people like it enough to make it on the list, that's great. Am I upset or am I angry or do I think it should be higher? No, because you don't experience it the same way I experience it. So I learned that I should be more accepting when people don't like the right games. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I I think for me I, I I learned I have a lot of education um to give myself on Super Nintendo cuz didn't have one. Uh, I played through a few of these but you know, I'm missing like uh like Eric said earlier, I'm 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 missing both of the or I'm missing the Super Nintendo Final Fantasies. They didn't get on my list cuz I haven't played uh played them, so hoping to remedy that soon. Uh, I actually added Final Fantasy 4 onto your list for you because I noticed <laughs> you had forgotten it. <laughs> I figured. I figured. I'd like to echo what P1 says as well, just to throw this in there too. There's a couple games that made my list that never would have if I didn't play them with my kids. Like, Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront 2 was number 26, pretty high on my list um, because I have such fond memories playing that with my toddlers when they were little boys and they just we had so many good nights so many good times playing that game, and they loved that game. So that was really high on my list for that reason alone. And same thing with like Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Wii U. I never was a big Smash Brothers fan until we got that as a family, and the kids love it. So I love playing it with the kids. So it's become a real fun game for me to play with them. So that's another reason why that game made it on my list fairly high was because how much fun I had playing it with my kids. So those are the kind of things that I use to, uh, again, help rank my games high or low. Those types of things, just like P1 was saying. As for myself, for for what I learned from uh, those list is, I really, really love the NES and the N64. I know that and arcade games. I found out to be when I made my general big list of 183 games or 187 games because it got added to 187. It uh, was mostly 
those categories had the biggest selection. Uh, I had to do a lot of trimming. I found I like more of the games there than actually love. So as for that, that's where that's where I'm saying this. Like I thought I would love those more, but no, it's there's more. Uh, I, th I think I learned I like a few more modern games, but I would say maybe for the 2000s than I thought I would. Uh, but constructing the list, there was just always something that that was a great moment that it stood out. And uh, I think how many Cartridge Club games I think personally were on my list also kind of I learned. Yeah, like it was that was that game was fascinating or it was great uh, that I I just didn't think would be there. But after compiling my list, they're there. But I guess I'm going to shoot this topic out to everyone real quick, and we'll just make this the final topic for the show. Um, is there any game from the list, the general CC100 list, that uh, might be added to your backlog now? Or uh, you might want to give it a shot after you've seen it on the list. And I'll start it off by saying I think We Love Katamari made my I'll be looking for, because I really want to give it a shot. I hear, I've heard numerous things about it. Uh now after it appearing on the list so that would be something i'll per be pursuing and i think yeah that's that sounds like it's gonna be like my number one right now for backlog um pam would you like to is there a game you want to, would you like to see added to your backlog or you want to give a shot after the list yeah one of the ones from one of the earlier videos was zelda 2 the adventure of link it's a game that I played briefly when I was a kid. I played it at a friend's house, and I think I borrowed it from her at one point. So I played just a bit. Uh, I played the original Zelda for the first time this year, or last year, and didn't like it at all. But I think Zelda 2 is more up my alley, and I'd like to try that one out again. Awesome. Eric, would you like to go next? Yeah, looking at the list, I mean, I there, every single one of these games, for the most part, is like, oh yeah, this is one I should play. This is one. It's, so it's kind of already been in my backlog as one. But there is one that stuck out that was never really on my radar before. And after watching it, um, Melissa and I both thought maybe we should check it out. And that's Rocket League. I keep hearing about this game, and we don't own it. And uh, maybe it's one that we'll definitely check into. It looks like a lot of fun. P1, do you have a, a choice here? I'm going to play through the Halo series. Well, I'm going to start with one. I've been interested in Halo for a while. I hate first-person games. Three of the four main series made the list over so many other amazing games. That speaks volumes to what uh, people think of it. So I'm going to give that first awesome. one a shot. I'll probably hate it. But see what happens. <laughs> that's all right. It's uh, That's what I guess one of the things of this list is to do is maybe... Maybe trickle a game in your mind that you maybe never even thought about. So, uh, Duke, would you like to go next? Sure. We love Katamari. Is that what it's called? It was also yeah. on my list um, of things I want to check out. That looks pretty interesting and fun. Uh, I hear a lot about Dark Souls. A lot of people love that game. I know it's low on the list, but it sounds like it might be up my alley. So I might want to try that one day. Believe it or not, I've never played TMNT, the arcade game, and that was number 32 on the list. So I'd like to try that as well um and mega man x another one i've never played that i really want to i've been wanting to try that for a while so that's high on the list as well so I'm, I'm surprised for, for those last two entries on your part but i'm not shaming you i'm just like i'm kind of taken back by that but i'll shame him yeah shame shame, <laughs> shame. Uh, yeah. that's good and to then, hear i'm glad yeah. to hear that and musty do you yeah, have anything so... you want to contribute 
I, I do. I, I obviously I mentioned the Super Nintendo stuff. That's that's high priority for me. But I I am going to say Uncharted. I I need to get a PS3, but Uncharted is going to be probably the Uncharted Two is on the list. Uncharted series in general is one that I need to I need to play. So I think we can almost call this uh, call this a a show at this point. <laughs> um, let let me uh, give our guests an opportunity to uh, plug themselves one more time. Um, let's I'll just go clockwise as I'm seeing you guys. Let's start with Pam. Where can we where can we find you and your uh, your content? You can find me on YouTube. At, uh, my channel is called Cannot Be Tamed. You can find my podcast at mediamavens.simplecast.fm, I think. Or you can find me on Twitter at Josila underscore. Well, thank you, Pam. Eric, where can we find you and your uh, and your content? Yeah, I'm also uh, on YouTube. The channel is called Mighty Q-Dog. That's with me and Melissa. Melissa and I. Uh, we are also both on Twitter. Uh, Melissa is at Mrs. Q-Dog, and I am at Mighty Q-Dog, and that's D-A-W-G. Excellent. And Duke? Yep, uh, at Duke0619 on Twitter and Retro Nonsense on YouTube. Okay, and P1? You can find me at Cartridge Bros on Twitter. You can find me at www.youtube.com slash Cartridge Bros on YouTube. As well, you can find myself, my brother, and all of these lovely people from this show at www.cartridgeclub.org. And then uh, as far as me, um, you can find my YouTube channel um, easy, most easily at uh, youtube.com slash C slash Musty Hobbit. Um, I also am uh, on Twitter uh, at Musty Hobbit. Same for Instagram, but they, I basically run those in parallel. And I'm on VidMe now. Same. Look for Musty Hobbit. Ryan, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce. And I have a YouTube channel with, I believe, the same name as It's Rocket Sauce. Uh, and you can occasionally see me awake on the CC uh, Hangout every Tuesday. I want to thank everyone for being here. Everyone was who was on here, um, I believe, was very vocal on social media about you know the list. And I want to thank you all for help promoting the list because I thought this idea was fantastic. And we got over 45 members of the club contributing to this list, which I think was fantastic because I believe initially talking with P1 about this, we were hoping for 25. Hoping for 25, right? Yeah. yeah. I think Pam single-handedly got Will hyped enough to do it. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm watching Pam doing this list. Oh, that's kind of neat watching Pam doing this list. Oh, I might do a list. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, everyone, for helping out with this because I think it's fantastic. P1, you're doing a phenomenal job with the videos. Uh, I love seeing the reveals every day. You know, it's, you know for the, the 10 videos down, it's it's been just awesome. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Musty, you were one of the first people I thought of to help contribute to this group. Uh, that I've, Before the show was happening, I wanted you on it, at least even to be my co-host. But uh, one of the reasons for it was because... With your Nintendo collection and your Super Nintendo collection, uh, you went off of IGN's top 100 list. And that, that was also kind of an inspiration for this list. Because after you talking about, you know, their rankings, I remember even on the Hangouts talking and thinking, like, well, how does this game rank this high? How is this game rank this high? Well, that one's that one's too low. You know, so it's kind of like the discussion of how did they come up with their list and how could we do our own? 
so it was kind of inspired for that besides the bonus barrels guys so once again thank you bonus barrel for doing the 100th episode and being an inspiration for this show thank you once again for everybody in the club for listening to this show and helping out with this list it's uh, been a phenomenal time for myself i've had a great time making my list and doing everything for it everyone's reviews that i've heard on the, the the reveal on the shows have been outstanding. I, I wish I could go back and redo mine because how I think some I people wish you just, could too. Yeah, because like <laughs> after hearing other people's lists, I'm just like, I hate mine. I want to do them again. So, but they are where they are. And if there's another list that we do as a group, and I hope we do, I can at least have a better idea of what I would want to do. So thank you everyone for being an inspiration. Well said. Uh-huh. All right, so I think I think with that we will close it out. Uh, this has been the uh, CC One Hundred postcast, and uh, CC Unite. Mm-hmm.